Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Won't you give me that boom, boom, boom? Because I like that style, Hey, everybody. Welcome to Mad Truth Podcast. I'm Dr. Gina. So glad to have you with me tonight. Uh, you know, I'm hearing some disturbing information, and it's start, starting to culminate into this, uh, what I'm seeing as a, not just a massive division in our society, but a massive dehumanization. And I bet you're wondering how you personally can fight this. Um, as I've done some math and some uh, you know, examination of the facts. I've come up with some theories about what's causing this uh, and and maybe even our role in this to some degree. I want to start with a conversation with you um, about this so-called woke North Carolina medical student who is a trans rights activist. Uh, she went about bragging to deliberate, uh, about deliberately injuring a patient who mocked her, she says mocked her, for her pronoun badge because she felt like it was important that she wear a she, her pronoun badge around at the hospital, which I guess, I, you, of course, you can't wear a Trump or MAGA badge around at a hospital, but I guess you can wear a pronoun badge around at the hospital, even though it's massively more politically indivisive. Anyway, um, so she went on Twitter and said that she intentionally missed this guy's vein, so he had to get jabbed more than once. Her name is Kaishel Del Rosario, and she's a fourth-year med student at Wake Forest University. She claimed to have purposefully missed this patient's vein in order to hurt him, in order to cause pain. Um, she didn't like that he had apparently said something about her badge or asked her about it. And uh, Wake Forest now is aware of the incidents and they say the incident and they say they're taking measures to address it with the student. I'll be very interested to hear if they actually take any disciplinary action because of course if they do, they'll have the pitchforks and you know torches outside their windows from the whole trans community, I'm sure, and all of their uh, supportive, woke idiots. So this is an aspiring doctor, obviously a transgender rights advocate, who last year published an essay calling on the Senate to protect trans health. And since the incident, Del Rosario has taken down all of her social media accounts. This is according to Daily Mail. 
She admitted it. How many don't? That becomes the question. That becomes the question. Um, you know, so this patient who was there to do a blood draw saw this pronoun pen and started laughing loudly and saying, she, her, well, of course it is. What other pronouns even are there? It, he laughed. And uh, so that's that's what he did to be treated this way, to incur her wrath to this degree that she would actually abuse him. Remember the Hippocratic Oath? First do no harm. I guess Fauci pretty much blew that away. But this is all related. This is all related in my mind. This is a degree of tribalism that has gotten so out of hand, right, that she dehumanized this man because he questioned her because he disagreed with her. Therefore, he wasn't human, wasn't worthy even of what she was studying in that moment, right? How to be a doctor, a caretaker. She should be precluded from ever having access to any vulnerable patients ever again. I believe it. Anyway. Uh, so this all started, this dehumanization. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it. We saw it. Um, my goodness, one flagrant example that nobody ever talks about. I think I actually wrote something on town hall about this going back uh, near the um, election. But the stolen election is a massive example of dehumanization. Your vote should not matter. You deserve cheating if you are a conservative, especially if you're a Trump conservative. You, you know, we should give voting rights to every Tom, Dick, and Harry who crosses our border, right? But Americans, full-fledged Americans who've lived here their whole lives, if you supported Donald Trump, your vote should not matter. That's what we've been taught. And in fact, it's demonstrated that it doesn't matter. Your vote doesn't matter. How could it matter when they're not really doing anything about the fact that an entire election was stolen and everybody knows it and all the evidence points to it? But nobody cares. And this continued as we watched what happened as the vaccines became available for COVID-19. Remember the words, it's an epidemic of the unvaccinated Remember how those with natural immunity were lumped in with the unvaccinated, still are? Nowhere, nowhere can you go where they will count natural immunity as being as credible as being vaccinated. If you're going somewhere and you have to show your vaccine papers, you nowhere can you say, I have natural immunity. I've already had COVID once or twice. And in fact, natural immunity is far superior to the jab but nobody pays attention to the evidence, right? They dehumanize those who are against masks. You're more human somehow if you wear a mask running around by yourself outside or in your boat driving down the middle of the intercoastal where there's no possible way you could even get COVID. You're more human if you wear a mask. There are literally people that say they still want to wear the mask just because it makes them feel good about themselves. That is an actual quote that represents a statistically significant portion of our popularity. We should have been vaccinating, if anyone, only the elderly and most vulnerable, if them. You look at the VAERS site, the government's own website, it'll tell you. I talk about this on my show almost every day, Dr. Gina Primetime on RAV. 
seven o'clock every night. Um, if you look at the VAR site, which is the government's own site, which itself says probably only reports 1% or so of actual injuries, more than a million vaccine injuries are already recorded on the VAR site. If that is 1% of the actual injuries, again, using the government's old num- own numbers, you can you can only guess how many people are were killed or injured by that jab many many more by the way than killed or injured by covid and when you figure in suicide rates and alcoholism rates and all of the other things that have happened what's happened to children um the deaths by not being able to get medical tests for however long it was not to mention all the businesses that have been lost and all of the fallout from that for those families from the shutdowns uh, that number is far far higher what government exacted on us in that mandate is reprehensible, probably the most reprehensible thing our government has ever done. Ever. Yes, I did say that. Um, there's a quote from the White House from December 2021. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter, remember this, December 2021? You're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves and your families. Wow. Remember those days when they said that? If that's not dehumanizing, I don't know what is. USA Today, an op-ed, said it's time to start shunning the vaccine hesitant. They're blocking herd immunity. Enough analysis of these human Petri dishes. Everyone who wants a vaccine can get one. So proof should be required to work, play, and travel. And this article in USA Today went on and blamed white evangelical because 45% of them said they didn't want to get the vaccine. Blamed Republicans. And uh, interviewed, uh, I'm sorry, polled Texans and broke it down by race. Surprise, surprise, surprise. And said 61% of white Republicans are the problem. And it went on to say the GOP and the children of G.O.D. are perpetuating a virus that is killing people. So... It goes back to what all of us do in our mind. We, we, we've all thought about Adolf Hitler. We've all thought about what, what is the psychology that led to that. And, and many of us in our Machiavellian brains think, you know, if you could have prevented Hitler, would you have? Would you have killed Hitler? And I doubt if hardly anyone will say no to that. Hardly anyone if I had my chance to have gotten rid of Hitler before he killed more Jews and Christians, would I have? You bet. Most people will answer that yes. And I can't, this is from someone who can't kill a spider, literally cannot kill a spider. Got get chills when I do. You hear my dog snorting in the background. I just didn't want y'all to think it was me or like that producer Jason had fallen asleep and started snoring in the middle of the podcast or something. It's my dog. She just snores all the time. She's adorable. She's sitting right here with me. But it is the case that most people, when asked, would do evil to prevent more evil. That's something the human brain does really well. So that's what is, that's the scary part about the tribalism, about the division, about the, you know, all of the quotas that we exact on our society. That's the scary part about dehumanizing 
people. We're going to talk more about this in just a moment. We're going to talk about what's happened um, with nurses in the hospital, with, remember, flight attendants on airplanes, and we're going to figure out exactly what we can do about it because I think this is a really important portion of this conversation. We'll be back in a moment with more Mad Truth here with Dr. Gina. Don't go away. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back here with therapy for your activist mind and a little bit for your soul as well. This is the Mad Truth Podcast with Dr. Gina. I'm so glad you are with me. Um... If you don't believe me about the danger of mandates because of the tribalism and the dehumanization that they create psychologically within our body politic and our culture, look at how those who were tasked with a simple job, they were supposed to serve food and relentlessly tell you to put on your seatbelt. <laughs> isn't that what, isn't that pretty much what, I mean, I've heard them referred to as glorified waitresses. And I don't think that that's necessarily an insult. I think that a lot of what they were initially hired to do was to be hospitable, right? To show hospitality to travelers and to make them more comfortable. Can I get you a pillow? Can I get you a blanket? Can I get you a drink? Do you remember those days? Yeah, not so much anymore. They've been relegated to mask police. Now, I can't fly anymore. But I will tell you, because I was put on the terror watch list because of January 6th, I guess, because I reported and did my job there. I didn't go in the Capitol or anywhere near it, but I guess that doesn't matter. I got put on that list anyway, so I can't fly anymore. But I remember when I was still flying during the initial mask mandate, and I can tell you that I was never told to put on my seatbelt. They're, they're no longer concerned with your safety. Because masks are dangerous. If you don't believe that, go to rationalground.com. Look it up. Look up the stats. Every every single place they imposed mask mandates, COVID rates went up. I'm not going to harp on that because I talk about it all the time on my show. Again, I hope you watch 7 p.m. every single night on Real America's Voice, RAV. Dr. Gina Primetime, it's called. We talk about all this stuff every day and been talking about it for months on end. Um, and at this point, all of the things we were called conspirators for have come absolutely true. So we need to come up with some new conspiracies, folks. If you have any for me, go ahead and reach out to me at Real Dr. Gina on social media. I love to hear your new conspiracies because chances are they're probably true. But 
it's funny because on in uh, airplanes, the flight attendants used to tell us all the time, "You've got to, you've got to be wearing your seatbelt. You've got to be, you know, you've got to make sure that your seat back is up. Your tray tables are, what is it, buckled? I don't know what they called what the word is they use. Um, we saw all of this like agnosium. Remember." And all of a sudden, once they got to be masked police, they got that badge and they got that sense of a little bit of power that they probably don't have in their private lives at all. All of a sudden, you saw this sickening badge phenomenon. And your flight attendants who used to be there for hospitality were there for anything but hospitality. And that's a little scary because it is up in the air and you do feel a little out of control. And you're kind of being, you know, you're being felt down as you go through the TSA. Thanks to mandates, you're being, you know, treated like a cattle pretty much walking on the airplane to begin with. Um, you know, you're being watched the whole time you're in airports for anything that you might do possibly wrong. Uh, they took away alcohol on planes instead of uh, realizing that alcohol calms people down. And then they blamed alcohol in airports for fights incurring with between passengers who were pro-mask and anti-mask and between uh, those who did not want the flight attendants to tell them one more time to put their mask up while they were trying to take a drink. Got to admire these geniuses that uh, found creative ways not to wear masks on planes. And uh, the fact that they will not let this mask mandate go tells you how much they love this power. Power is very addictive. But that's not the scariest part. It's the nurses in the hospital that are scariest. If you tell them you're not vaccinated and you don't want to wear a mask, good luck getting treatment. You can't. I went to get a mammogram this year, walked into the only lab that is pretty much has a monopoly on Florida, and they told me to put a mask on. And I said, I can't wear a mask. It's true. I get migraines almost instantly. Said, I can't wear a mask. Um... And they said, well, then you can't get a mammogram. I said, so, so my health is at risk because you are going to force me to do something that's unhealthy for me. I said, I'll come in early. I'll come in late. You know what? Is there some way we can work this out? Nope. Nope. You have to wear a mask. That's it. Tell a nurse in a hospital you're not vaccinated. You get the same treatment. So this dehumanization is scary and it is just evidenced by this one nurse who said she extra jabbed the guy extra stuck the guy because he questioned her politics and if that's admitted that one time imagine how many times it's happened that she that they didn't post it to twitter right now i want to be fair there's reverse dehumanization happening too Nurses and flight attendants who became instant mask police and jab police are easily dismissed by people like me. I have zero respect for them anymore. I used to think, wow, you know, kind of a cool job. I had some friends right after college who became flight attendants, and I thought, wow, you know, that's kind of a cool job. You go fun places. You get to make people have a great time on their trip. Well, that is no more. That is no more. And I have very little respect for them, I have to say, off the cuff. Until they prove themselves to me, I figure they're all power-tripping bigots. That's what I think. So we have some responsibility here, too. Let's not, let's not pretend like we don't. 
I also tend to think of them as not very bright. They haven't done their research. They believed everything Fauci said. They didn't study the science because if they studied the science, they'd know that masks don't work and they wouldn't be telling to people, people to put them on. And they know that the jabs are leaky as heck, possibly super dangerous, as evidenced already in the former segment on the VAERS site. And I, so I think they're stupid. Not going to lie. I question their intellect. I do not think they're bright people immediately if they believe in masks and jabs. And so I don't have a lot of respect for them. So I think we do need to be aware of our own dehumanization too. Now, does this mean that I think it's okay to steal elections from them? Absolutely not. Does this mean that I think it's okay to stick them more than one time if I'm a healthcare professional? Absolutely not. Does this mean I think it's okay to punch them? No. Or hurt them in any way? No. But I don't respect them. I don't give them the benefit of the doubt that I should. So we need to be conscious about this. The USA Today article that I cited earlier said a vaccine should be a requirement for employment. People should require friends to be vaxxed to attend barbecues and birthday parties. So let's stir all the enmity we can between families and friends. See, government likes to do this because government wants you to think that they're your only family. They're your only friend. They're your church. That's why they attack God. They're your neighbors. That's why they give you charity. Instead of, instead of having you turn to religious-based charities or neighbor-based charities or family when you have a problem, no, they want social welfare for you. They want social justice for you exacted by government who doesn't do anything efficiently ever. So be very aware of that. And all of this might make some level of sense if masks did work and if vaccines were effective, but they're not. We're going to get to how we got here and what we can do about it coming up next. So don't go away. More Mad Truth with Dr. Gina right after this. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Bite, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Bite.com. Bite Clear Liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome back to Mad Truth with Dr. Gina, therapy for your activist mind. I'm going to give you some walking away action items as well as I try to always do on this podcast. Going back to this USA Today article that said uh, not only should you be, you know, we, we need to shun anyone who didn't get the vaccine, right? She's totally dehumanized. They're so going to treat us like animals. Anyone who didn't get the vaccine should uh, should be shunned, right? They shouldn't be able to work. 
they should not be able to go on airplanes or travel or go to restaurants or take part in concerts or any sort of entertainment. But not only that, she said, people should require friends to be vaccinated to attend barbecues and birthday parties. This is where you can see the massive, massive. She, she wants all of this mandated. I lived in California, and I can tell you, every law you pass, every mandate you pass is just, the, you, they, first of all, they're never repealed, never repealed, never repealed. And you take something like forest fires, which are caused in California because of what the government has done with the water, pouring millions and millions of gallons of water every single day into the Pacific Ocean based on three fish. It's not even an environmental thing. It's just a weird, stupid, fluky government thing so that they could starve. The reason they did this is so they could starve the farmers up in Northern California because too many of them were conservatives. And that's the truth. You can read about this. I've written all about it. You can Google my name, Gina Loudon, and uh, man-made drought. And I'll tell you that whole story there. It's so unbelievable, but I document everything. And it's absolutely true. California just does things to increase the political power that they have, uh, the people that are already in power. Um, one of the things they did was say, well, we're, we're not going to have any more fires on the beaches. You can't light a fire on the beach in California anymore. So not to stay warm for the homeless people, not to stay warm for the campers, um, not for just because you want to have a campfire with your family. Can't do it anymore. There are certain designated areas that have fire pits like parks and things that are heavily, heavily regulated. I don't think you can have alcohol there, so you can't have a beer with your friends and sit around a campfire in California legally. It's just, it's ridiculous and absurd. But one night, my family and I were literally in our backyard. We lived on the beach, and uh, we had uh, one family over who had two children, and it was my son's birthday. I think it was like his 14th or 15th birthday. And we decided to pull out our little camping grill, little 12-inch grill, and cook some hot dogs and marshmallows that was going to be our little birthday party we were having and while the kids played there on the beach and we had three different fire trucks called on us by our neighbors who saw our little camper fire because see in california they reward you in in los angeles if your neighbor is burning a fire in their fireplace which is illegal in their own fireplace, in their own home, and you tell on them, the government sends you coupons for dinner to go out for free dinners. Can't make this stuff up. This is where we're headed every time we say okay to a mandate. And the author of this USA Today, uh, this USA Today article, I've been quoting from this whole article this whole time that says uh, we should be back to work or play, attend barbecues, birthday parties, go to movies, the rest of it. Um, we should be forced vaccinated or we should be shunned. Um, that author's argument is exactly the danger that I'm going to point to and exactly what you can do about it. Her argument is that state laws already require children to be vaccinated to go to school. Have you seen that photograph of that child with like 500 needles sticking all over him? It's terrifying, but it's true. We require hundreds of vaccinations, and they're not even vaccinations. They're just jabs, many of them experimental still, for kids to go to school. She also references seatbelt laws, helmet laws, 
No texting while driving. No drinking while driving. You know what? Exactly. I agree with her on this part of it. We should fight all government mandates in favor of personal responsibility. All government mandates. Now you're going to say, but seatbelts are a good thing, Dr. G. I'm going to agree with you. They are. And if you want to wear your seatbelt, I think you should be able to. But it is not the job of government to mandate this. But you're going to say, well, but the cost of accidents. If people don't wear seatbelts and don't wear helmets, what about that? Well, that's true. So I think it's fine to say if you're not insured, we mandate. you got to have good insurance that you pay for out of your own pocket if you are not going to wear a helmet or not going to wear a seatbelt. But we should not mandate on the law-abiding for what the law-denying folks are doing, the people that want to break the law. The law-breakers should not set your your framework for your life. They shouldn't tell you you have to wear a seatbelt or a helmet. I'm fine if you don't wear one, as long as you're insured and I'm not going to end up paying for it out of the public dole. That's your business, not mine. Do I think you should? Sure. But I'm not going to mandate that on you. No texting while driving is one of the most dangerous things. I actually had a guy on my radio show back when I had a radio show um, who basically did accident cleanup. I mean, that was his job. And he said that um, ever since the no texting while driving laws had come out, that more accidents happened because people are looking further down in their laps to do their texting so that the cops can't see it instead of keeping it at eye level. Look, we have little screens in our cars for maps and other things, radio, etc., right in front of our faces. Guess where? Eye level. You can put your phone right next to your steering wheel. Perfect eye level. You can also voice text. Nobody should be able to tell you you can't text. You should use good judgment. And if you don't, just like if you drink and drive and you get arrested for it, I say throw the book at them. Lock them up. Throw away the key. I don't have a problem with it. Someone drinks and drives and hurts you or your family member, go for it. Never let them back on the road, ever. Cop finds somebody, pulled over, blood alcohol levels high, get them. Throw the freaking book at them. But don't tell me that I can't sit in the passenger seat like I can't in California and have a beer while my husband's driving, for crying out loud. These are the stupid runaway mandates that have divided us up and made us all just robots. All of this lends itself to resentment, anger, tribalism, self-righteousness. And tribalism, let's remember, there's a time and a place for tribalism. It's primitive. It worked early when we were conquering lands and we were defending lands being conquered. That's when you need tribalism. But today it's dangerous. It's divisive. It's exaggerated by corporate media. And if you don't believe me, case in point, if I haven't made my point already, is Chris Rock and Will Smith. You remember this insanity the other night at the Oscars? Well, 52.3% surveyed said they blame Chris Rock for getting punched. The scary thing about this is we are equating words and actions. Words and actions, my friends, are not equal. Actions are much, much more consequential than words. 
Do words matter? Yes, of course, words matter. But, you know, rights matter too. And we have got to get back with, to a focus on freedom, personal responsibility, individuals' right, individual rights. And we've got to stop dehumanizing those we don't like. And we've got to do it right now. Let's be careful to be compassionate to those with whom we disagree. It's important to set the model. More importantly, oppose every mandate. I don't care if it's vaccines, seatbelts, helmets, alcohol, texting. If it's a mandate, you cannot support it and call yourself a conservative. You cannot support it and tell yourself you love freedom. You cannot support it and tell yourself you really are doing anything about the division in our culture right now and the dehumanization we're seeing that leads to a horrible place we talked about in the beginning. When you allow government to mandate and control things, you are advocating dehumanization. So don't do it. And that's pretty much where we'll end right now. I know so many of you are running for city council and uh, school board and all of these things. Keep all this in mind. And I appreciate so much those of you running. Keep all this in mind while you're doing that so that our future can reclaim our freedom for our children and generations of Americans. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for joining me on Mad Truth. I appreciate you. I'll see you next week. And don't forget to tune into my show. Every single night, 7 p.m., Real America's Voice, Dr. Gina Primetime. Thanks so much. Go boldly now and live the truth, everybody. Good night.